3: Thanks to Raycon Wireless Earbuds for supporting Filmsack. Raycon Earbuds started about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. For a limited time, get 20% off your order at slash Filmsack.
0: He loses his seat, goes through the windscreen, head first straight into the tree, right? And then bounces back through the windscreen. And by the time we got to him, he was just sitting there trying to scream with his face ripped off.
4: What's the matter? Not hungry, am I?
1: Look what's turned up for Sunday dinner.
3: (laughs) (laughs) This is Film Sack. sure hello my pretties and welcome back to film sack this is film sack mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind this is episode 490 this goes out on the weekend of sunday on november 22nd 2020 i'm scott johnson joined today by brian he is the night Dunaway.
1: oh hi i am the night Rider. Hmm. oh hi listen honey I'm really tired. I've been out on the terminal psychotic roads of Australia tailgating injustice in my post-apocalyptic Ford post-apocalyptic <laughs> Falcon pursuit vehicle, sweating balls in these leather pants for three days, and trying to figure out if my boss is a shirtless ex-wrestler or a French poodle dressed up as a police chief. Both were equally insane. <laughs> so if you could just give me a minute, I just want to take a shower, grab a bite to eat, I would be more than glad to satisfy your needs. Oh, do I want to listen to you having at the sax? I thought you said the sex. No, no. I do not want to listen to you having at the sax unless you play it sexy. <laughs> What's that? That's the only way you can play the sax? Then by all means, sex up that saxophone. Okay, we gone, Randy. <laughs>
3: it sends a new pattern each week. We're going to get a Randy you know. after uh, Brian's Randy. thing. Also with us, speaking of, Randy, he likes ripping toes as well. Jordan.
2: Hello, uh, Scott. Brian. Brian. And to all the rest of you. Thank you for coming. This is indeed the casting call for the movie we're making and we're pleased to announce that you do not have to audition. Every one of you who showed up have been awarded parts in this film. I am not Mr. Miller. I'm the producer. Mr. Miller is the one you might have spotted outside pointing a 35mm camera at you as you all arrived. And he was also getting footage of some of you talking to each other and remarkably two of you dancing in the middle of the street. So I'm pleased to say that as of right now, we've already shot 20% of the film. (laughs) Now, before we get started on the rest, I need all of you to grunt your acceptance to the following three rules for being in this movie. Number one, you will not get paid any money. Mr. Miller arranged some financing for this project, but he spent it all in a chop shop in Melbourne making two entire cars. Number two, you will not be provided any wardrobe or makeup or hairstyling or motorcycles. You will provide all of those yourself and the movie will look however it looks as a result. <laughs> Number 3. You are required to leave now if you have ever read any American comic books from the past few years about a cop whose family is murdered by motorcycle gangsters turning him into a murderous vigilante.
3: Mm-hmm. Anyone?
2: <laughs> Good. We will never speak of this again. And action. <laughs>
3: wow that's that sums it up pretty well uh but we got one more and it comes from brian he's the first road war i'm sorry he's the first road warrior ibbitt god dang it we do it again (laughs) i go away for a week and i f it up one more time brian he's the
0: first road warrior ibbitt (laughs) close enough what's this i hear about you and charlie no i think now is a perfectly good time for us to have this argument Yeah, this police chase is going on all around us, but your perceived infidelity is way more important for us to discuss. No, we're right next to a highway, but I think it's totally fine that you let your toddler wander into the street because for Pete's sake, what's going on with you and Johnny? (laughs) I hear you two went to the cop bar where the silly putty-stretched Lady Gaga performs live every night. And hey, there's Johnny right now driving a stupid camper that he f- keeps filled with saucepans. Hey, Johnny, what's this I hear about you and my girl in those saucepans? I better not see her ca- you calling her again from that red telephone booth out the middle of nowhere. Hey, do you hear Sirens. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that accent it's wavered back on. and forth a little bit. It was cockney yeah, for a second. Yeah, a little
2: British, a little Australian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's I all like right. How, That's I all like right. how we all key on on different weird things. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. You yeah. like like uh I've been uh, spotted the phone box I was sitting up.
0: In, uh, oh, I did, which is really weird. How is that hooked up? There's like nothing else going on work? out there.
3: It was there to be run over with a car. That's why they did it. Literally. Yeah. Uh so we're talking about the 1979 I don't know if I'd call it a smash hit, but the breakout hit Mad Max by George Miller, director, who at the time was working as an ER doctor in Australia and had no plans for a future as a legendary director in Hollywood uh, or otherwise. But this changed everything for him. And he literally paid for it with very little money and beer. Uh, that's <laughs> some of the extras were literally paid with beer for a well, of
1: beer. Is it Foster's? Because no. that's Australian for beer? Because that is right? Australian is that- for beer. Yeah, no, Australians
3: yeah. get mad when they when we say that over here. They think that that stuff. Well, sucks. of course they do. Yeah.
1: Do you
0: mean they get mad when we call Foster's beer, or when we use the phrase "that's Australian for beer"? They they
3: don't like that phrase because they think that Foster's is terrible and it's a bad beer. And
2: they probably they probably have ads that we've never even heard that are like Ruffles. It's American for crisps. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's something like for As
0: American as Apple Pie. Yeah. Right. Something that would annoy That's the hell what out all of us. those Americans say. Yeah. Uh,
3: I I like the Outback, they probably think that's ridiculous. Like the the steak place. Like oh, yeah. I'm sure mm-hmm. all that stuff drives mm-hmm. those people crazy. I'll but yeah. in nineteen seventy nine, what drove them crazy was this little film Ford called Falcons. Mad Max. That's right. Three hundred and forty thousand dollars total was spent on this thing. 10 of which went to the uh, to that point unheard of and still in film school or acting classes, Mel Gibson. Uh, more than that, most of the money went to those cars, like Randy mentioned. Those cars were very expensive to build. And really, mm-hmm. uh, it's like guerrilla filmmaking at its finest. It's a dude what has an idea, and he's like, all right, let me get my friends together. We're going to go make a thing, and we're going to do it when the police aren't around because we're going to film all our shit on roads we're not allowed to be on. And that's what makes this film, I think, still very interesting. Now, is this anything close to the work he would do later? No, not even close to the sequel.
2: Oh, no, opinion. There's no happy feet in any of this. No, but- <laughs> there's no happy feet. There's
3: no babe pig in the city. There's no Mad Max Fury Road. There's no any of that. It's just well, yeah. this start of a
0: thing that very quickly would change. And it's funny because all the other Mad Max films... Have a final scene that is the thing you go to the Mad Max films for, which is all of the cars chasing Mel Gibson's car mm-hmm. or bus mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. truck or whatever, and they've all got you know these wacky techniques of how they're going to stop you and what they're going to do to your tires or how they're going to latch onto the car. And um, no, these guys all decide uh, very cleverly to try and go one at a time
1: after <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mad yeah. Max. <laughs> <laughs> we should split up we should split up yeah That's a good idea let's do
0: a one-on-one every time
3: yeah no you're I'm not wrong right. it's what's interesting is is it, this feels like okay i'm gonna go out on a limb and maybe it's just true by its very nature or maybe i'm wrong okay so i'm willing to argue about it if anyone has an altered <laughs> opinion here but this feels like a movie <clears throat> that is nothing like what would come later in the mad max franchise and mm-hmm. part of me wonders if This movie was meant to look sparse and empty, as empty and as sparse as they could make it look on the coast of Melbourne at the time with some greenery and stuff, which would never show up in these movies again. Um, They they did all that because he couldn't afford anything else. Like, the budget was so low.
1: There was zero intention in this film other than to try to get to point A to point B. With whatever means they had at their hands. Right.
3: Sure. But not only yeah. that, it was just a biker like biker gang is bad movie and we need to fight them. And <clears throat> oh, no, now now Max needs revenge because his family was murdered by this biker gang. But it really doesn't have any <laughs> the other
1: Yang revenge that just is is so, you know, true. Yeah, you know, but it just like, doesn't it doesn't I I mean I'm gonna kill your guy. Oh yeah, well I'm gonna kill your guy back and you know is this gonna be well, right. this whole-
0: sometimes, yeah and sometimes. and the other movies don't have to do with revenge either. It's more no. like escape and you right. know, getting this uh truck full of water sand uh across <laughs> the uh <laughs> across the desert or helping these kids escape or or just surviving. Right. It's all and survival like pure, all the time
3: and, and running away yeah. from your insanity while the rest of the world goes more and more insane which is kind of mm-hmm. you know that, this is that's more, the fruition this is more, yeah. of it all but it feels like he falls into it because he had no money Do you know what I mean like yeah, like yeah. all of that right. is yeah. an accident and what a happy accident because I would argue I mean you guys know me well enough that I'm going to say this but my favorite <laughs> subgenre maybe of all time is is dystopic Dystopian. future yeah. apocalyptic everything's burned out everything's desert shit
1: I or, love or it all that. ocean don't don't forget that too Sure, I'm well, gonna have all ocean. Well, it's just yeah. still
0: dystopian. Still,
1: There's, yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> but not full of dirt. Yeah. There's little right. doubt that that Miller actually discovered that after basically making the film, though. Right. That's the thing. Right. Yeah. Like, this is a film with with a very, very short script. The goal the goal was to uh, have these great a- action pieces, right? These amazing stunts and uh, special effects. And, uh, you know, to, to almost make it a silent film, like the, the dialogue is very intentional and there's very little of it. Right. And it's like the, his constraints, like, as you said, the budget, which, which is basically zero made him go film out in the country, made him film in, in places where there weren't, you know, electrical wires hanging on posts and this kind of thing. And it feels like at the end of filming, he realized, oh, you know, like I need to say this is set in the future because I, you know, uh, it, it in the future I can explain why there aren't any helicopters or all, you know, whatever the thing is that's going to break the the plot holes, right? And like that's cool and everything, but wow, he's lucky he figured that out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like because absolutely, ad- ad- if you- adding on that little bit that it's in the future makes the whole thing different.
3: Yeah, yeah right. I I agree. Like the minute you figure that out, you now have a signature thing. That well, it certainly affected my life in very profound ways.
1: Right, and I'm sure I'm sure if you sat down with Miller during this time, he would give you, you know, he, he was just copying things that he had seen mm-hmm. and then figure out a way to make it work within his film. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> uh, but it seemed brand new to us because that was our you know it's '79 and and all of us are of of an age that it would fit perfectly within that frame. And anything before this would have probably passed us by, weren't old enough, and anything after right. that would just be, you know.
3: But this all tra- reminds, this was all definitely at a time when we were getting things like the Warriors and, you know, other stuff like that. Like theme gangs were the were the hot tip in the late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. And this was definitely one of those where that biker gang was just like a weird theme gang. We wouldn't get to a point for a while where... <laughs> His well, gangs well, well, were, you know, horrible, awful, bloodthirsty creatures with a bunch of war boys and irradiated right. landscapes and all that stuff would just come later. But what, this, what
0: exactly was their theme other than just being uh, dirty, dirty, dusty yeah, Australians? No, that's yeah. a good
3: point. It's not it doesn't go all in like having a baseball team. Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: These are all the Hispanic gang. Right. Yeah, it, it was it was with, it was uh, characters within the gang. So there wasn't really theme gangs, but I will go with you on that there was characters uh like yeah. there's monkey boy who's wears the monkey thing and he's everything he does is you know he's climbing on stuff everybody right. had cl- they, everybody had to grab a, a was, hold of yeah. a theme mm-hmm. they were kind uh, of the
0: x-men right i mean they all yeah, had yeah. you know it was uh the guy from the little rascals uh froggy uh <laughs> you yeah. heard at the top of the show and tore Ripper, up. of
3: course famously uh hugh keys burn who played yeah. uh immortan joe all these years later in uh mad max fury road so oh, which one is he he's the main bad guy he's toe ripper
1: so that oh, dude that dude with all the ripper. hair we call him toe ripper well that's his name in the it's thing Toe cutter. or toe, toe cutter. i keep saying ripper yeah, it's so toe toe cutter. cutter yeah, toe cutter, yeah toe cutter. I, I like toenail <laughs> ripper just as much i don't know which is more scary i keep saying toe cutter reason. toe ripper, for some reason. Toe ripper. I don't but know. if you look at that gif
0: in the chat
3: uh, or in our discord brian that last one i put in there where he sits up that's him yeah, that's
1: a Morton. Yeah, okay. I love that one. Wow, I,
0: well, I did one. not realize that.
1: Yep. So they,
0: you even mentioned that last week, and I forgot about it. I forgot to kind of look. And I mean, unrecognizable, obviously, because he's got the big old thing in, in on his face in uh, Fury Road. But sure, sure. is um, is it the same character, or is it just the no, same no, actor? No, 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 just the it's same. Different actor.
1: character, right? Yeah,
0: totally
3: different. Oh character. Yeah, yeah,
0: I guess it couldn't be the same. Yeah yeah i don't think silly. there's
3: any that's the other thing with mad max movies i don't now that i look back at them all for the good I and for did. the bad and for the in between there's
2: no timeline you know i I think, you it, know, I think for me at least Immortan joe is a toenail ripper yeah uh, you know what <laughs>
1: I, I think I'm gonna, go say, <laughs> what I'm gonna go back and say i'm gonna say
2: that randy's <laughs> no, what is the word Immortan about like he survives all of this previous stuff yeah, right. I mean, yeah. but we're but.
1: filling
3: that all in. Like, there's no – what I'm saying is there's no canon that exists where it says these are the, two, well, the same two right, characters. Right, right. Yeah, so,
1: there's well, no direct canon. But I'm with you, Ibit. It, ma- it would make sense because everybody that got killed in car accidents in this, usually didn't get killed. They just got maimed. Right. And, and he, you know, and and he was come the back. guy
0: who uh, eyes bulged out, hit the front oh, of the my God. thing. That was yeah? great. That was
1: great. Yep.
2: So here's a, so here's I just want to say, a, um, want to say uh, for me, Hugh Keyes burn. Uh, his performance was the best thing in the movie. Oh, he's great. He's, he's great sitting on the beach. He's just talking about whatever's on his mind. He's perfect. His he's a, blanket. A, yeah. Right. So there's
3: a whole, I mean, as you might imagine, there are, uh, miles of Reddit posts saying, could toe cutter have survived and become Mort and Morton Joe. There's like, oh, just yes, constant back so, and forth. So. Here's the thing. Jo- or, uh, re- uh, director and writer, uh, you know, him as George Miller the famous filmmaker who made this movie. Uh, he said they are not, they are two villains. Let's ah, we'll see. No. Yeah. So it makes sense <laughs> okay. to me that they're not, but I love that they recast him. What a great homage it is to where all this started, you know, to put him in there again yeah, totally, and, and all that. And I know that there are other people on the crew that were there in the original thing as well. But I think actor wise, that's, that's pretty much your guy. Um, But imagine playing, you know, certainly in this movie, if you look at it and go, okay, who's the most memorable character here? Well, it's him. And who's who's arguably one of at least one of the most memorable characters in Fury Road, and it's totally more than Joe. I mean, yeah. that's a big mm-hmm. deal. So I say hats mm-hmm. off to Hugh Keysburn for his fantastic portrayal <laughs> of Toe Cutter Ripper <laughs> Junior.
0: It, it, it's just Toe Cutter Junior.
2: It's especially <laughs> amazing when when you get some good acting out of someone under these conditions, right? Like this film was not made in inside a studio. You know, where people are comfortable and they're living in trailers and catered to and so on. You know, Mm
4: -hmm. like
2: like this was this was totally seat of your pants. Go sit down there in the sand and start talking kind of filmmaking. And somehow the edit brings it all together. There's also some
3: crazy danger, too. Right. Like they're they're going mm -hmm. to roads where they don't have permission. They haven't done any of the proper stuff because it's expensive and time consuming and all of that. They would go at times where they were sure there weren't cops around. And they would f- really rapidly film these crazy car sequences, which, you know, by Fury Road standards, barely any. But for its time, this is, you know, there's some big, they're big stunts in here. They're still pretty impressive. That car flying through that trailer is is something else. Um, and the one where it's got like a booster on the back and it's kind of skipping down the road, that's also yeah. just trippy. I can't believe they pulled that stuff yeah. off. But they're doing it like at the seat of their pants, and they've all got radios. Uh, What I read was their leather pants. It says the uh, the crew would close roads without filming permits, so they'd literally close roads so people couldn't get down the things, and then they'd use walkie talkies, uh, but they'd have to change frequencies all the time because the police radio pick it up.
1: Give me, give me a a, a normal Melbourne person uh, going down the road, and then this film crew stops them. What do you, what do you think they're gonna say? What you, do you, you think an ac- accent for that? I oh, got yeah. a, a pissed off oh, attitude.
0: Well, me, all right, so let me see my Melbourne. Uh-huh. Hi, yeah. what do you think you're doing out here? <laughs> There's something. You're filming feel something. You almost hit my red telephone booth. <laughs> and,
2: and uh, uh really, really, <laughs> I've, I've already said this and i wrote this more than once the word competent really competently filmed mm-hmm. like uh mm-hmm. miller miller is working with actually good equipment i don't understand how he got it mm. uh, oh there's it, a story behind oh, that okay great i'm sure it. there is he everything about this movie there's a story it behind it was
1: that. all broke stuff that he purchased it really cheap from another film mm. oh so, really and then fixed yeah, it, and uh, used for this yeah, they were going to uh, dispose of most of it because the big budget film that had used it, uh, it, it a lot of the equipment got damaged, and but it was still functional. Mm. So that he just kind of band-aided it together. I uh, uh,
3: freaking love that, dude. What's great mm-hmm. about that story is that by the end of filming or as the filming progressed, and they did it all in like two weeks, but toward the end, some of the Victoria police were interested in and thought it was interesting and then would help them close roads and escort vehicles and stuff (laughs) like there's something about that where you're the rules don't apply the osha violations aren't there there's no um Mm -hmm. you know there's not some big group of uh of stuntmen with their own unions that are like complaining about conditions and all this bullshit you usually have to go through and all the paperwork it just isn't there now is that good for you know a thriving industry like the film business no but for this project what yeah. a, it's like kids and a video camera in the 80s running through the hills making a horror movie i love that kind of thing mm-hmm. so
1: that that you, i'm going to i'm going to take on what you have said right there i'm going to add on this is another one of those movies where i never saw this one because i had seen the second one first and i really too. didn't want to go back
2: yeah and
1: it, I did eventually I go know. back and watch it. Yeah. But, I, actually uh,
2: thought the, I actually thought the second one was the first one. I, I yeah, saw, yeah. I saw the road warrior. And, and for those of you outside the United States, that's what it was called here. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I thought that I thought like Rambo, like it started with the road warrior and then it turned into his name, Mad Max. Mm-hmm. And so I never saw Mad Max and i don't think i've ever seen beyond thunderdome either
1: oh what? you should see me thunderdome you should see you it. are in for a pleasure oh my friend my gosh, it's a yes. good time grab your saxophone you're about to be I you. mean, <laughs> none,
3: none of these uh, for the record none of these are fury road quality like level but you gotta see them all and really <laughs> the, yeah. who, the who runs all barter right, well, town well, let's, stuff let's, is worth it alone what?
0: Let's analyze that though, because um are you talking about technical filming quality? Are you talking about? I mean everything. Storyline depth, story,
3: I, look, feel, tone, editing.
0: Road Warrior for me, and maybe it's nostalgia, but there's such a it's it's uh, up at the top for me with Fury Road. As far as like, if I were to put all four of these in, in order, and sadly, Mad Max would be the fourth one. The, the lowest one, but more easily, um, it raised up from the first, from the only other time I've ever seen this, because I think I was, I was purely expecting, all right, well, it's going to be another road warrior movie. Cause I think I saw it. I definitely saw it after road warrior, but I might've even seen it after beyond thunderdome mm-hmm. thinking, all right, well, Mad Max is going to be more of the same. And it really wasn't. And it felt slower. And I was really wanting some, some of the same kind of action that I saw in the first movie or yeah. the, the other two movies. Right. But, Great. um, but road warrior for me has a level of we've talked about this with movies before a level of discomfort that i feel on off uh, off the edge throughout the whole film and i don't know if i have that with fury road as much as i have it with road warrior and that's, it really adds to the that's interesting the, the feeling of
2: road warrior Here's hmm. the weird thing for me this movie should have had a lot more fear in it. Uh-huh. I don't understand. It's almost like he's he's so good at these shots and getting nice performances out of his principles that you don't actually feel the fear you should like. Okay, so one of the biggest uh disconnects in this film for me. Was the fact that it's supposed to be in the future, and there's supposed to be a little bit of a breakdown of society? That's the only explanation for these motorcycle gangs just roaming around at will, right? The the army doesn't come in and stomp on them because the army doesn't exist now, or something like that. Yeah. So you you have to put that aside. But then they're like, we're gonna, uh, you know, we're gonna go to the store, and there's a store, and it's working. So you know, people still have money, they still have electricity. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so there's a disconnect there, and it's and it's and that disconnect. Where you're being reminded constantly, oh, it's actually not that bad. They don't live in a, they don't live in a society that's broken down that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it papers over this woman walking through the woods being hunted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that should be terrifying. Yeah, when she says, I'm going to drive off on my own, I'm going to leave you here at the chop shop and drive off on my own with the baby, and you know she's being hunted. Like, you should be scared. But the fact is, they're not living in a society that's totally scary. You know what I mean? Right. It's-,
1: it's a lawless society, but there's still – you know, there was still stores and things and – you know Western times, right? right. And I watch so, those all the time. Is this a little more lawless?
2: So it seems <laughs> like, again, it's one of those things. Like Miller just wasn't thinking that far ahead, right? It just he wasn't. No, imagining they're just whipping this. it out.
3: They're just re- cranking it, and there's something really yeah. visceral and fun about that. And it, it makes me wonder if the reason I love Fury Road so much, or Road Warrior for that matter, is that that visceralness, that that intensity, now has a budget and. And other factors that make it so you can fully realize what you're, what's in your head more so than you could right. with your little guerrilla filmmaking tiny movie that you made. And, and it was all in there and we're seeing bursts of it. It's like, whoa, look at that moment or look at this. I can't believe they got that shot or, or whatever and then it's filled in with a bunch of other cheesy stuff like him at home and his wife is just all that stuff was just throwaway terrible the music was bad like yeah. all of that thing but
2: <clears throat> the the bits of brilliance the, the home yeah, yeah. well. I yeah, thought that yeah. was fantastic
3: yeah i hated all that but the the
2: <laughs>
3: the the but this, the moments of I brilliance liked it, Randy. were the moments of brilliance were like oh there yeah there's more here to this and it's just cuz there's a raw there's a rawness to it. So now that he's a big shot and can do whatever he wants and make his own ticket. It's just about spending as much money as you need, getting the right people you want. And now you can just make whatever you want. And so, that's great. Like that, what a, what a great way to start your career. And there's you no know, other examples of this. Like I would argue that Sam Raimi and we talked about this with evil dead. Like that's, that's a, right. that's an origin story for a director and a style that, that was all about them doing the thing they wanted to do and not being constrained by Hollywood restraints. And I'd love that. That stuff always turns out better for me.
1: Do we see that? Do we see that as much now? I mean, it seemed like the late seventies kind of, or the seventies itself, it seemed like there was a whole generation of directors coming up and a lot of them were trying to operate outside of the Hollywood uh, studio market, but eventually kind of crept in even Spielberg uh, and Lucas. So I, I'm just curious, do we see that anymore at all? Is, I mean, is it impossible to really distribute a movie uh, to that point without Hollywood involvement? Or I
3: mean, look, there's, there's never been, and everyone always says this, like actual filmmakers say, oh, I think the next generation of filmmakers are going to be insane because they've all got stuff in their pocket that's good enough to make an entire film and they can do it without right. any, any constraints.
1: But distribution is the problem, right?
3: Right. Well, not just distribution, but also what, where, what are you doing creatively that's different? Like what can you what can you actually offer? If I've got a, a a phone or a camera in my pocket that's more powerful than anything Spielberg ever owned, <laughs> but what ideas do I have that that can so like hardcore Henry? That's right, matters. that
1: was that was kind of that guerrilla style uh, filmmaking that it was taking advantage of using you know just everyday equipment, right? And, yeah. and a new idea of how to do it, but Kinda, it really didn't kind stick of. But it was also right?
3: it was also a bit of a gimmick, right? Do- like, they yeah. were just saying, hey, what if it was this first person thing this whole time? Yeah, hey, cool idea. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying it's harder now than ever to, like, really grab somebody with something new. Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know. So, so like, all of the tools available to everybody, you still have this problem of what brilliant idea is going to come out of it. And they still happen. Certainly, you know, there's there will be a new generation of creators and filmmakers. And they are all right now. There's some 15-year-old with a iPhone blowing his parents'
1: minds and one day we'll become the dude, you know.
3: But yeah. right now we I just don't know what that is. I don't know what that looks I'd like. I'd like
1: to see a whole class graduate because that's what I think I see. I think I see a lot of individuals slowly creeping in and working through the system, but I don't see like a whole you know, a whole class of of filmmakers just splashing the scene
2: right now. Yeah. We see we see people on TikTok every single day doing things that would have been considered you know, truly great short films 30 years mm. ago. And I am not, right. I am not saying that the industry is going to move to a 60 second format or some nonsense like that. That's right. Not, you know? Like, yeah, that's crazy. What? Like a nine minute format. That would be
1: insane. Who would do something like that? But, it would fail.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I am saying that you could, you can easily see how there is like a this revolution coming uh, among young filmmakers where, mm they are doing sort of the 2020s version of what George Miller was doing in this movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there, again, some, I, I
3: think, I think it's just too early to say, because every time somebody says, Oh, we've done it all. Then someone does something else, you know, like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not a believer we, that anything ever stops, but
2: I've always, are we talked, gonna, go I've always loved this Cheech and Chong joke where, uh, they are pretending to be Hollywood producers, and one of them says, "The kids these days, uh, they're they're music producers. The kids these days, they're so hung up on the lyrics." I always think of that because, <laughs> like, it's true, and we are all very hung up on the script for this movie, and and uh, that's a, that's a shame, you know, because it does it doesn't really do the movie any justice, to be to be worried too much. About what the characters are saying, you yeah. know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what? Because most of it I can't understand, and I couldn't understand <laughs> also whether or not originally originally this was uh, dubbed with American voices. Now, the, what we watched on Netflix, I. I didn't do any
2: research. Does anybody know if Is there was there a, any dubbing? We, we saw the restored uh, okay. version? So there was a there was this movie was made. It was distributed in Australia only, and then uh, it was successful enough that they were able to distribute it outside of Australia. And for American audiences, someone dubbed vo- uh, American voices over the entire thing, and that's how it was seen by Americans for twenty years. Mm. And then in two thousand two, they put an end to that and they restored it globally. To the the voices that we heard yeah and i went hardcore i did not turn on the subtitles i wanted
1: to but i did not i said no i almost did. I, almost did I almost did because i just it was
3: <clears throat> there were moments of not just the act it's not that the accents were a problem for me just the
1: the recordings of the voices were just kind of yeah, bad right yeah, that they Smo were, was intentionally yeah. uh you know just mumbling yeah incoherent. i mean
3: there's he he's known for you know Look at something like Road Warrior or Fury Road or any of the fu- the future stuff. It's it's a there's not a lot of co- coherent human beings. Like everybody's mm-hmm. a little bit off, and mm-hmm. and and whatever. The most coherent person in the room is usually Max, and it's usually done and through narration. Usually,
0: yeah, and he's usually not very coherent.
3: No, <laughs> right, right? no, and this is the other thing too. All the Mad Max films outside of this one feature narration from Max at the beginning and the end. Usually at the end, oh, and usually wow. the beginning. Yeah. This one has none of that. So so you don't really get the idea that he's like the last, the, the, the whole concept, this is what I love about the, the movies that came after, is it's not about this guy who's on a revenge kick for his wife. It's not about any of those things. It's about a guy who is trying his hardest to survive and maintain the last bit of humanity and semblance of sanity that he can. And that everyone else around him are actually the crazy ones. So when we say Mad Max, we're not talking about him being angry. It's more of the old mad, like crazy Mm-hmm. and that madness ironically is not his it's everyone else's and him trying to stay away from it
2: and, and I, I want to be clear that. i do not think george miller was sneaking off to a tent and huddled over copies of the punisher no i of I, course I really not really don't of course not <laughs> um I, I but he did absolutely employ every trope that you could think of for this script you know like I mean, it feels like this goes back to Shakespeare and like Romans 12 out of the Bible. You know what I mean? Like he is he is not doing anything new in terms of plot. (laughs) You know, he loves he loves films.
1: That's what that's what, you know, pushed him to do this was just just love for films and saying, you know, I think I can do that.
0: Yeah, I'm I looking to that. see when Jerry Conway introduced the Punisher because it couldn't have been that much. Oh, you was '74. Okay, Five I was thinking before. it was a little bit closer to. And, when and this I don't was think released.
2: I don't think Punisher has a really strong and introduced backstory at first. Mm-hmm. He's just a character, but he does definitely get that that typical Punisher backstory in the '70s. Like, mm-hmm. it's 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 something that George Miller yeah, and we could have known. I don't think he did. And,
1: <laughs> and well, a ton yeah, of but Mason we have a lot of. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot of parallel thought going on, as you know. We know even even today is you. you can have an idea, go on the internet, look it up, and you can have almost a complete idea and it match exactly what somebody else is already doing. I mean, it's just there's. And, it, and, and, what comes in
2: is what comes out. Right. A lot of as a viewer, I don't want to really care. Like watching this right. movie. I, I loved the I loved the scenes of the the sort of newlywed couple. They're in their house out in the country, uh, and and the reason I did was because I loved the movie Interstellar, the Christopher Nolan movie. And mm-hmm. as soon as I saw their life there in their house out in the middle of nowhere, I thought of Matthew McConaughey's house
4: mm-hmm. in Interstellar, mm-hmm. and I
2: thought, I wonder if Christopher Nolan was kind of thinking about Mad Max. Like, I wonder if that right. was in his, in his brain. Mm. And uh, like, so that, that entertains me, Mm. but I'm not saying that as viewers, we should, uh, you know, take ourselves out of, of the film and, and try to find those connections. Cause I don't think there's a big, huge, you know, like uh, homage. The the interstellar Mm -hmm. thing is totally this whole other story. Right. Right. But it's like having seen them both now, I, I appreciated one more because I have.
1: Yeah. I'm glad instead of instead of making maybe instead of us thinking uh, you know oh why did so and so I've seen this before and why did so and so steal this from that maybe we should be like you said kind of looking at ourselves and going well you know what I I enjoy both of these artists and their different takes on a fairly similar idea everything's iteration
3: that's just how it is yeah it's whether you're talking about movies television books video games like forms of art and story expression. Are all you boil them down to like three and it's or four? And why plots. it
1: all works because if if as a, a viewing audience, we can't understand the language of the artist, which is a common language, which we've all you know we all have experienced the human experience, then it's going to fail anyway. So I mean, of course, we all as creators also mm-hmm. create things that are similar. You're I mean, also you're also going to
3: look at like you know. <laughs> If you don't, if you don't iterate on something, and basically you're just presenting new packaging, and that's, I, I think, yeah. if you don't do that properly, then you're then you're screwed. The whole reason people love these new Marvel movies, the MCU stuff, for the last ten years, and the reason those work so well is because they're repackaged stuff we know already. They're repackaged spy right. films, they're repackaged adventure films, they're repackaged versions of something we've seen before, and the Perfect. newness comes from, oh, all right, so. Uh, The second Captain America is basically a seventies spy thriller, but with but with superheroes in it. And that works. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Like it's a new way to do it. And I'm okay that we humans are simple in this way and that we only have about ten plots we can handle. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it's fine. It's fine. Just repackage it, make it seem fresh again, give us a new twist on it. I mean we're
1: good. we never talk about this, but uh, you know, we don't get exposed to a lot of and, okay, so let's take another society that has some really strong storytelling. The Japanese, they have some really strong storytelling. And as, and as as an American viewer, you're used to watching uh, Hollywood formula. And when you when something's redubbed or or introduced to you from outside your culture, it, it seems it's like, what is this story structure doing right now? I I don't even understand. I don't even speak this this story language, and uh, it takes some adjustment too. So it's. We never get a chance to talk about that kind of thing.
2: I agree with you all, but I'd really like a trope alert because there was something that blew my mind. So uh, you're being hunted by a motorcycle gang, and maybe you don't (laughs) know it. You know, maybe you don't know it. I don't know it. You're you're off at Grandma's estate, which has these really beautiful nut trees everywhere. I thought it was Aunt May. <laughs> and sure, whatever. And uh, <laughs> you realize I haven't seen the baby in a while. You come running outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You come yeah. Running outside. You haven't seen. You look where the baby is. You start screaming <laughs> for the baby. That motorcycle gang is standing around twenty feet away from you, and yeah. for minutes you don't turn that direction. You don't look. You don't look all around they, you. You only look the other direction. Then you turn around and look, there's motorcycles parked right there next to the barn. How did you not yeah, see that? What that, is that, wrong with you? Well, they, the kid's name
1: was Australian for kid, right? right wasn't that right. So, strong? Strong? Oh, strong or something? Yes, yeah, yeah, so the like, yeah, they don't yeah. care. Yeah. Yeah, they don't care.
0: Child child yeah. Listen, he was he was distracted he was uh furiously looking furious. for his uh, furious he was looking for his kid and he didn't see the motorcycles and uh makes sense totally totally no it There's a trope
2: of, of not noticing things that just drives me yeah. absolutely
1: <laughs> crazy. it happened a couple it's, of times like yeah. when when max gets shot in the leg when he's pursuing when he's pursuing the biker gang at the very end after he killed his wife he 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 you know they're they're lured him into a trap we've got a We've got the boy, or we got the one biker who's ran off the road apparently. And Max gets out of his car. He looks around, and he starts walking towards him. And all of a sudden, he gets shot. And it's yeah. like
2: the other bikers were just standing there. There's right, nothing yeah. but open fields. Where were they at? I, I'd like to call this trope "snuck up on you face to face" because okay. it's like like it, later in that scene on the on the estate. Uh, you know the the woman is face off with the biker gang they're all they're all threatening her they've got the baby right, right. And grandma has a gun and sneaks up on them face to face. She's yeah. right in front of them and suddenly they notice her pointing a gun at them <laughs> like yeah. how did she sneak up on you? She's in front of you. Yeah. I d- I d- drove me crazy <laughs> i kept waiting for big and stupid to do something
1: though i mean i hate that big and stupid didn't do anything yeah sense. right
3: you need big and stupid to do more
1: in movies that's yeah. a that's a rule he broke that rule yeah yeah, yeah he, he did he's out in the woods scaring people laughing about it and he just kind of yeah. gets it runs and hides he, had, he, he adheres to that
3: rule did. in other movies there's plenty of big and stupid that do what big and stupid does in other george right. miller product, productions but in here they, that was a mcguffin man this yeah, he just Big
1: disappeared. We and, never yeah. saw Big and Stupid again. Mm-hmm.
3: He's the chick in the bucket. In fact, yeah, here, enjoy maybe that. he's you know enjoy. it's
1: dangerous to leave a bucket lying around?
3: Yeah, there he is in the bucket,
2: it's just sitting in there. <laughs> I am of justice. Yep, I am on TV tropes right now, and I'm adding the trope snuck up on you face to nice. face. Nice.
3: Can you? I didn't know you could add tropes to that site. Is that true? oh, it's yeah, it's a wiki. Oh, it's like a wiki. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna add some more tropes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at
0: it.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah we we were responsible
2: <laughs> we were responsible for someone adding chicken a bucket to the to the TV what, trust. No. what? Uh, no, yeah. Way. Yeah. no way no way that's cool. that.
0: that's awesome
3: and look know, I got to sp- go see that ruining websites one day at a time here on the show hey so, you know at uh, least
0: it's not the Sylvester Stallone and Bruce Willis were both considered yeah. for the role of Mad Max
1: yeah, there you go okay so I got and uh, just- I I fell in love with this movie okay so I, I watched you know like I said I didn't watch this this wasn't the first of the Mad Max series that I watched, but I went back and watched it later and I just fell in love with the cars in this. I mean, they, they had the later versions, but it had like, they were so modified. Those Ford Falcons were so modified. Yeah. They didn't really mm-hmm. like a Ford Falcon. Now oh. the, the original one had like just ground effects kits in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that they were like that, that yellow. Oh, and, they're so ooh, nasty. The yeah. They're yeah. really
0: cool. Did, um, uh, did they really have like different vehicles for different purposes? Like this one is the pursuit vehicle. This one is the right. intercept, like, cause they had the no. words printed on the back. Like, no. like, yeah. like they had a different role for each, uh, it,
2: and, and they actually, like you could tell when the, when the sky would change, like the time of day would change yeah. suddenly in the middle of an action sequence that they would actually use the same car for two different car roles. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so, so Miller had to shoot this film basically in order of the cars being destroyed. He had to, he had to get all of the whole car shots made first. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the very last shots of the film were of those cars getting destroyed. He didn't have a lot of, you know, backup cars to murder.
1: I love how subtle the, uh, (laughs) the accident, uh, I, I love how subtle Miller was with, the results of each of these car accidents that were maiming because mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. like uh, the, the, the guy who got chopped in the throat, I thought, Oh, he's mm-hmm. dead. You know, he's mm-hmm. about to die. But later on, no, no, no talking about it or anything. He's just walking around with yeah, that. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Cause he got, cause he got in the throat with a saucepan
0: that was in the yeah. camper went through the mm-hmm. window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, that would translate better later. Like he, uh-huh, right. he does these. I like awkward characters part. that feel like you're like, oh, my gosh, what is this thing doing here? What is that yeah. guy? What is his deal? And he does that like crazy in future projects. I would point to the little. So all the brothers, the sons of Immortan Joe and Fury Road are mm. great. He's got this big hulking beast of a man, uh, Rictus, who should be next in line. But he's dumb as a rock. So all the strength, no he brains. Did. He's got a son who is horribly disfigured, birth defects, all kinds of other issues. Tiny little guy about the size of a potato who has to look through everything through a spyglass. Giant brain on him. Can't physically do anything. And it's mm-hmm. and it's disconcerting. You see him sitting in that little pod chair and you're like, oh, dude, what happened to him? Like, I love those things. And George yeah. Miller does some of my favorites. And this movie has those as yeah. well. I do wish more of them were fleshed out. Like in some ways, Toe Cutter is just too—I don't know.
1: He's—he's he's he's very standard. yeah, and, and he—you and never know whether to be scared or not because at one point in time they seem fearless, and then they do all just back away when May comes at them with the gun, and uh, you know it's like okay, they're—they're not—they're not. They're not uh, at some points, they seem like they're like they're not afraid of death at all. They're like, oh yeah, death is not even a factor. And then other times, they're like, oh, I don't want to die.
2: We'll I it. so wish I so wish they hadn't gone with the trope of her getting one shot off and missing completely. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. I'm sorry. She if she had shot one of those guys, just yeah. one of just an extra. Like mm-hmm. just shoot him. That would have been so much more entertaining in that moment. Yeah, you know? yeah. it would have. But with that
0: gun, can you, uh, you? It takes like eight minutes to reload. It looks like.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just got two because it's double barrel, right? Does she has like she has shot one and she had like another shot, right? Is that how? I unless it, unless it calculated that gun, right? Or, yeah. yeah, I don't know. You I don't,
0: don't know. know how that works, I, don't know how yeah. I don't know how
3: guns work. I don't know how guns work at all. How do they work? But yeah, like there's a there's a ah oh, what was I going to say? I had a thing to say. I forgot what it is. Oh. He would just get so much better at it later and give us things uh-huh. that would build worlds. Right now, this this, this movie yeah.
1: if I'm gonna I, call I'm you sorry. the George Miller Miller apologist. I know, That's I kinda am doing <laughs> it. But I am but,
3: but I'm complaining about a thing, which is like in this film, the first one, yeah, there's no world building. It's just biker gang versus people, and we don't know why necessarily. Yeah. And we don't really feel the sense that the world's falling apart in the way that we do. There's, in the world deconstruction. there's
0: very little backstory that we have to fill in ourselves.
3: Right. It's just pretty Mm -hmm. standard and laid out for you. In the other movies, there is massive world building happening and you don't have to do much to see it. It's like, okay, well the war boys, all right. It's a huge culture of, of not only war, but there's like a a religious fervor about it. If they fight well, they go to the gates of Valhalla. So we're pulling from mythology and modern ideas and other things. And, you know this this king god king they have in Morton joe uh, you know all of that stuff isn't explained to us
1: we just know you know so you know that was one of the things that i was trying to this this is the first time i've watched this film. this film this boom why not <laughs> uh, this film in a way that was like critical it's like okay i want to i want to deconstruct the script and i want to deconstruct the you know why is he named C- Toe cutter I, am i going to get to see him cut Cut toes because i mean if you call if you name a character toe cutter i expect at least some point in time i expect him to be to see some toe cutting
0: that that feels like a pretty standard miller thing though like these characters that have these outlandish bizarre names that have that probably do have a great backstory but you're never given that backstory so that is a thing i guess he does have a little bit of fill in the gaps
1: yourself uh, I expected them him to at them. least be looking at people's feet, take your shoes
2: off. You <laughs> know, gonna, something that
1: kind of like escalated the the tension. Yeah. As soon what? as we finish what? this
2: what? ice cream, how about I cut off a toe? <laughs> Seriously, fill, fill in the blanks yourself is so important, you know? Yeah, and and, then, and like uh, you just reminded me, by the way, with the names of Taserface from Guardians oh, of
4: yeah, Oh, yeah, Taserface. yeah.
2: Forget but um, <laughs> fill in the blanks, so important. Every single motorcycle in this movie is a Kawasaki, and yeah. they they go to great lengths to cover that up. They put all sorts of like bolted on panels uh, mm-hmm. all on those different motorcycles. But every single one of them is a Kawasaki. And once you start to notice, oh look at that! And, you know when they wreck it, I can see the word Kawasaki on the side of the gas tank. Mm-hmm. Every when you start to notice, you have your brain is like wonder why all the motor and like for me my answer was the motorcycle gang they jacked a shipment of bikes at some point oh. in the past Oh, sure. you know, like, there, was a, there yeah. was a shipment headed to melbourne of kawasaki bikes and they jacked it and they you know stole them all yeah and like mm-hmm. that that kind of thing if you know like that's good for you as a as a viewer i yeah.
3: think i, I love fill in the blank stuff that but that that does it properly like if you don't do it well you're just confused or you're Something's contradictory like haunted house movies. They don't follow their own rules. I hate those and they kind of drive me crazy the whole time and I can't focus on the story and this in his case in the movies this guy makes um, there's a simplicity to them which helps I think but the blanks are easily filled in like I'm not having a hard time connecting the dots and more so in, in subsequent films like as soon as Road Warrior happened um that was not hard to fill in the blanks like i just knew all right burned out horrible world somehow max is still here uh mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. are shitty they got gas over there and that guy wants it walk guy with the, walk go with the hockey
0: mask
1: wants it yeah exactly it was a lot clearer motivation when when you say that everything involves cars and then you go oh and there's a there's a limit on fuel then then it then it escalates. Then you have a real conflict going on. Whereas in this one, it it only seemed like it didn't seem like anybody in trouble getting fuel. They just wanted to steal it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't right. like that.
3: Yeah. They did right. this thing in the video. So I played the video game completely. I loved it. Uh, oh, okay. The Mad Max game. And there's this really great uh, thing they do in there where they really lean into some of those ideas. For example, the cars are treated like temples by many mm. of the people in that world. Like it's, it's become a symbol of religion and power, and and it matters that you have one that runs. And so, to have one that runs, you need a mechanic who knows what he's doing. And those mechanics are almost like monks; they're like misshapen and uh, you know burned and and scarred, but they they know the magic of what it takes to get a carburetor back to f- working order, hmm. or how to make a tire uh, still work even though you're just on the rim or whatever, like weird stuff like that. They really lean into it in the game, and it really helped fill that stuff out for me because, um you know, the, the his car Max's car is nothing short of a of a holy relic in that world. Right, right. And, yeah, because
2: it's the last V eight. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you can take that to the extreme. Uh, my, one of my favorite scenes in the film is when Max goes and confronts underground mechanic and underground mechanic is on a creeper and Max is like lowering the jack of the car over. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. And it's like, a, it's like a great little scene, but from that moment on, man, things do not go well for Max. No. And it's like, you could, you could see something of like a, a moral uh, conclusion from you know you know what i'm saying like ooh he went and assaulted the uh, the godly mechanic you know
0: yeah yeah
3: there's a there's a theory in reddit that this is all in his head so when his kid and wife died that society's kind of normal like it's not that weird she they get killed by these bikers and he just loses it and that Everything in the future is a figment of his imagination. He's just, he's just seeing all this shit like oh, thunderdomes really? and <laughs> who runs Bartertown and all this. Like none of it, <laughs> none of it is actually happening. It's all in Max's head, which is a really weird thread to go down. But part of what I like remember- about it is that people do this. I like that they go all in on wacky ideas because they get to fill it in. Therefore, they get to have their own ideas. If I was George Miller, I'd just be grinning at that. I would love that. Even if it was Am Atlantis? I remembering yeah.
0: correctly that there were flashbacks in a couple of the other movies where he remembers his wife and child getting killed? And
3: well, they're even in the new one. He's there's a scene where Tom Hardy's running through the, well, actually at the oh, very beginning right, right, like right. flames
0: or something. Yeah, like a yeah,
3: and it's a little girl or maybe it's a boy with long hair. I'm not sure, but it but it does have like a why, why did you leave us, Max? Why did you you know that kind of stuff? Going yeah, on. right, right, right. So he's always mm-hmm. dealing with that stuff. But I like when they leave it vague, so that we all sit around coming up with our own theories. That's fun. Like that's fun <laughs> for they, movies. I love did that they in science fiction in the
1: film. It. Did they reveal in the film that she succumbed to her injuries? I had read later that she did. Yeah, but that's in, in film, Wikipedia. Like, but but no, last really you see of her,
0: last that she's mentioned, it seems is just seeing her on the hospital bed, and they're like, right. yeah. It don't look, look good,
1: up. but she'll be fine. Mm-hmm. The doctor said she'll be fine. Now, it, like her arm was gone, I was like, "Oh, is that the revenge part that they run over her arm and to get back at <laughs> the moron who threw the chain <laughs> on the back of the yeah. the back of the wagon and got his arm ripped off?" By the way, shooting a bird whenever they shoot. Right. it. Yeah, yeah. I love that it's like but, stuck uh,
0: on the chain with the middle finger. He's out. an
3: idiot, right. though. He deserved that because he did it. She had nothing to yes. do with that. So exactly. Don't exactly. blame her he- for your hand, you idiot.
0: It was also a little vague the reason I, I you know read to to kind of fill in the blanks, but the reason that they were listening in on his conversation with the mechanic when they were showing Max the brand new uh, souped up interceptor, mm-hmm. right. and uh, it was like, oh okay, they're doing that as a bribe to keep him on the force, which didn't work. But it almost seemed like it was like an entrapment situation where it was a yeah you know you're you're accepting this gift. And we right. can use this against you to keep you on the force later on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: There was a, there was definitely a, um, seeing this is where the movie breaks down for me because there's too much organization there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's not, right. no, that's not, there's no chaos to that. That's, People trying to retain people on the job.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's just, not, not super dystopian. It, yeah. Taking place in the halls of justice, but still not terribly dystopian inside.
1: Well, it's up the police chief. I mentioned him in the intro. His the, the name flowers, was Fifi. <laughs> he is just the, I was trying to figure out. I, I've seen that kind of character before, but I couldn't quite place it. Is it is it a trope character? I couldn't I couldn't quite place the character, but it felt very familiar for some reason. Yeah, I don't know.
3: I don't know why. I mean there was definitely a there were there were things like that in here. And also like somebody said earlier the the accents aren't really the problem. There's a lot of audio problems with this thing, though just the way it's recorded. Yeah. And so I'm sure there's story I didn't hear.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know? a yeah. lot of story on the radio. The, they have radios playing oh, in those yeah, cars. Right. And there's so much that like If you turn, I went back and turned on the subtitles so I could understand what the lady on the radio was saying. And sure enough, it's all subtitled. You have tons of dialogue coming in from that dispatcher if you want to go read it. Well, because I couldn't figure out why uh, Knight Rider was
1: was so upset when he saw Mm Mel Gibson's character. I assumed that they had. You know, he knew it was Mel Gibson, before. but one, yeah, but he heard it over the radio or something. I wasn't quite sure.
3: He knew that Mel Gibson hated Jewish people, and he was really sad.
1: <laughs> it
0: was, <laughs> Did I actually, I asked, her, I asked her that. I said, Do you think uh, Mel Gibson hated Jews even back here? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, you think so? You even think in right? his early I, uh, like, uh, like, 20s Is this that far back? Yeah. How far back does it go? <laughs>
3: I mean, he was what, like 21 or two or something. So young. Very young. Yeah. Yeah, He was like
2: 2013. He was like a teenager. It was amazing to see how young he was.
3: Yeah. He was about to have a real career. He just didn't know it. Mm -hmm. Um, Check this out. I love this. So I haven't heard this interview, but I want to now. 2015 interview. They did post Fury Road's release. It was a show called the Jeff Goldsmith podcast. Uh, George Miller was on it, said that it was not the intention when the script was written to set it in a post apocalyptic world. This was done because they didn't have the money or extras and property or properly maintained buildings in order to cover for his production and value or sorry and value limitation. The title card was added to the beginning, explaining that the story was set after a world war. Uh this accounts for why there is generally wow. more of an established society in this film than any of the sequels combined. Um so yeah, like this again, another sign of like, yeah, we we just didn't have any money, so Mm. interesting I happy, didn't know, it's I didn't, a happy they, accident is
1: why is what right. happened and when we watched it didn't say after a world war it just said no. sometimes a few years in ranks. the future yeah.
0: yeah yeah a few years from now i think is the way that yeah are. yeah
1: what a smart way to do that though yeah what totally because yes, it
0: doesn't lock you into uh yeah the to, 2020 to somebody story. going oh well here we are at 2020 and none of that yeah. stuff has happened come yeah, on right. like even yeah. things like
3: blade runner which was set in
0: what 20, 2040 oh the new one's 2049 yeah the old one was 20, 10 year difference or something or 20 year difference something like that right like yeah they've they've leaned into
3: it and it's fine but mm-hmm. i do that does annoy me like when you tell me the the even in star trek where they jump out to 23 you know or uh, 23rd century or whatever i'm okay that with wrong. that because i'm never gonna you want see email? it but they'll say things like, "Oh, the eugenics wars with Khan that happened in 1997." I'm like, "Oh, jeez, freaking 97!" You all thought 97 was so far in the future, didn't you, back in the 60s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just do like this: say <laughs> in the far flung future, or you know, Star yeah, Wars does yeah. it. Long time ago in a galaxy far, far away is such a great. You've got event. no reference. You don't eBay. know. Yeah, yeah. Be vague. Be vague. I don't need dates. Just don't need them. I don't need dates. It nope. doesn't help. It doesn't help me. It does. It nothing doesn't to the help.
1: Thing. It absolutely locks you in.
3: If you're going to say, hey, we're RoboCop. Cool. Uh, what's your deal? Oh, we're Detroit. And it's the future. I don't need to know the date. Just that it's the future. That's it. Done. Mm-hmm. Opera Murphy. Go. Do what you gotta do. Uh, opera Murphy.
2: <laughs> if, if we did unique names for every episode, I would insist that this one be called Fill in the Blanks, because that really <laughs> that really is what we're talking about. Yeah. The the magic of giving the audience uh, some basically some artistic control over yeah. what's
3: going on. And trusting them to 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 have that power means that you have you have a responsibility to kind of nail it and not be tempted to fill in some of those holes for them so that it jacks up the other holes like you've got to be just you got to be so confident in your source and just say all right I'm doing this thing here it is okay audience now you fill in the blanks and if that works that is kind of magic it's great yeah it
2: and is. and low rent tv series get this wrong all the time they they want you to be dumb and so they are constantly reminding you of what the characters' names are and why they're here and what their story is, you know? Hate that. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, I hate that. Right. And, well, you know, TV
1: shows, I kind of, uh, I don't know. It, it's different with a TV show because, like with a movie, it's all self-contained. But a TV show, you, you kind of have to almost make sure that if anybody just joins at any point in time, that they they can at least have a good enough time to go back and watch. Well, you other know things. what it depends I'm not, on. I'm not the sh- saying it's a good idea. It I'm depends on the show. Like-, like if you're talking about the A Team,
3: yeah. I agree. Because the A Team, yeah. they're like, Wait, what are they doing? Oh well they're
1: trying to get this bank to give the people our money yeah, back. But you can okay. watch who you can watch you can watch any episode <laughs> of the A Team and I've never watched an episode <laughs> of the A Team and you know what's going on. Right. Right. Right you're
3: there. And but but and so yeah, the dumbness is is but if you're okay, if you're talking about something like Fargo, which I'm in the middle of the fourth season and loving every damn second of it. Um right. it's a complicated messy story to tell and if you're not paying attention you're going to get lost and that's I would rather have that though because I don't I don't want to be treated like I'm dumb I want to do the work on my end to like hold on to the threads and pay attention to these right. characters and if they've done their job right then I'm hooked and and I am um, but I think we're mostly talking about network T V these days. Their dramas are pretty dumb, you know? Yeah. Like if you're gonna watch yeah. Blue Bloods, they're gonna remind you every five seconds about <laughs> everything you already know and you know. And no offense. Like Blue Bloods, I is, have it's a seen cool a, idea. Seen an episode of Blue Blood. My wife likes it because she likes Dumb TV, she can mustaches. sort of half ignore. Yeah. She likes like
0: Tom does does Tom Selleck even have a mustache on that show? Oh, yeah, does he oh, even have a mustache? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Oh, he, he does. He brought to. it back. Okay. Yeah, but he yeah. had to
3: bring that back. You kidding? That other thing was not. You can't have a face without that for him. <laughs>
0: That's I not didn't a, know if it was. I didn't know if it was back. It would be. It
3: would be w- such a mistake, though, for him to ever yeah, not have a mustache.
0: <laughs> Sir, we hired
3: your mustache, not you. He's the right. opposite of all other people. All people shouldn't have a standalone mustache, <laughs> except right. him. And he should never have anything but that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Such a weird thing
3: that uh, guy's got going.
1: Anyway. Now we now we got to watch qu- quickly down under. Let's do it. I'm ready. Yeah,
0: uh, or but, Alan Quartermain, or that.
1: Oh,
3: oh, just not that oh, thing we watched last week. Oh, now
0: that okay. we've seen, yeah. Now that maybe too soon after uh, <laughs> Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Too <laughs> too, too soon. soon. Yeah. All right, uh, let's do some clips.
3: Speaking of soon. Oh um, well, whoa, whoa, before we do that, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: can I, I have a guess for what gross got out the most? Oh please. Oh, oh yeah, I got, right.
3: a, I got a, actually a, t- a tie. So let's see how you do. Oh uh, maybe Okay. Play this first, I
0: guess. <laughs> gross. All right, go ahead. I think that's getting longer, too. Um, I think it's uh, French Kissing the Mannequin.
1: (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Really? Interesting. (laughs) All right. So French Kissing the Mannequin, which is like... How about ice cream licking? That came close.
3: That's in third. But here are my my two tops because Brian got the right one. So making out with the dummy was gross. Not because... Just kissing the gut dummies, whatever. It's yeah, I don't You care.
0: don't know what's, where that plastic has been. But that dude is licking its nose and
3: just eating yeah, its face. Yeah. It was foul. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. so that's number one. Number two <laughs> <He's all in. laughs> was a guy. There was a guy running away that had his pants off. And, oh,
1: yeah, yeah. He got yeah. raped.
3: Yeah, and his bum was all red, and it grossed me out.
1: His oh, his Red bum. bum. Yeah, Red Bum. Got out. did not know that. Yeah. That's, Naked Red, that red Bum list. guy. Yeah, hmm. He grossed me
0: out. Yeah, I didn't know Red Bums were a thing. Yeah, red Bums. <laughs> it was very... So what is it? So baboons? Uh... Yeah, a yeah, little like baboons. that. Yeah. 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 A little like that. I had a baboon once at
3: a zoo walk up to the mirror, look at me, or uh, the window, look at me, then turn around <laughs> slowly and mush its butthole up on the thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I He's never just got over it. Is this what you're looking for? Is this what you're looking for? I never
3: got over it. It was horrible. All right. Anyway. Uh, well okay. done brian you you know exactly what grosses me out um also i was afraid i was afraid how far they were going to take it with that dummy i kept thinking oh please let's be done with the dummy
2: please and it's just like licking surfaces in general like that's always gross but we're in COVID 19 yeah, and so worse. it's hard, it's hard really, not to put it in that perspective Yeah, you really notice it when when somebody's licking a surface
3: plus that guy did like it was there and he did even though it was 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 clean
1: you can't fake that
3: right and he really looked like he enjoyed it and the sun was glancing off the spitty tongue that he had out and i just it was hard to
2: watch this this reminds me of a question i've been wanting to ask scott why why is it when i hand you an apple yeah you're about to eat the apple you're going to every part of the edible part of the apple is going to go into your mouth Mm -hmm. and that's fine with you but if I hand you an apple and say, I need you to lick this apple, you're going to be like, I don't want to lick the apple. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. that would be mm-hmm. that would be. First of all, I think part of that is just it's a weird thing to ask. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, why? Sure. When, when has anyone ever asked you to lick an apple before? Um, so that's number one. But even if even though if it was more common. I mean, I would probably do it if I could just give me a minute to clean it, you know, like just to make sure it's not gross but you're right yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't i i wash apples before i eat them anyway yeah um,
0: do you wash apples just water, wash water or uh do you use anything else well sometimes if there's water
3: i'll do that because i know like this grocery store we use does fresh produce stuff that's been sprayed and i just you just yeah. you know rinse the spray stuff off um, but sometimes if I'm just there's the bowl here's an apple and it's me I'll just rub it on my shirt I don't care
1: yeah wow. I mean, if you gotta rub it yeah you gotta rub it in your shirt right yeah, yeah well, but rub I it
2: on your shirt you, but if I said lick your shirt you'd be like no no right? oh, and, and well yeah. I think and I think licking an apple
0: even if you're intending to eat it. You're wanting to clean up more before you lick it than you would if you were just going to eat it.
1: Yeah, yes. because the purpose of licking it would be able to get whatever is off the surface, right? So that would be, that would be gonna, 100% be germ. eat it anyway. Yeah, you could just yeah. eat it. Just to eat it
3: then if you're
0: going
1: to. But, you know, like if you bite into it, then, you know, you're getting mostly apple with a few germs. Where if you lick it, you're getting all germs, no apple. <laughs> but you're going to eat the <laughs>
0: whole apple anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, but, yeah, of
1: course it but, does. But
0: I'd be more inclined to clean it if I'm going to lick it than I would to eat it. And I just feel like that's such a
1: weird thing. It yeah. Is like, weird. yeah. It is weird. Like I said, I, I think it's not because if, if you lick it, you're getting <laughs> Oh, no, <100, I'm> right. <laughs> if you if you lick it, you're getting hundred percent germs. That's all you're getting. Whereas if you bite it, you're getting mostly apple with some germs. Now at the end when you do the math, you've got as many germs. You're still gonna have all the same germs. Right, right, right. But no, but when you lick it you're just, just getting the, the germs. So, the, so you the think germs.
0: that the percentage, like if I take yeah. the germs in that slowly like, along I'll with eat, the
1: rest eat, of the apple, right? Right. I'll eat. I'll eat uh, hamburger meat, knowing you know that maybe a part of it is probably bugs. You know, there's you know sure. probably got in the machine. I'm fine with that. But if you just said here, eat just the bugs, I'm going to go. No, no, I, I need. Mean, well, but
0: if we say it's like, ratio. let's say it's not germs. Let's say it's just a little bit of uh, a little bit of People. poo. It's a
1: little bit yeah. of poo. Right. A little bit if, of poo. A little you're bit of You're eating all poo. that poo, are the apple all at once or you're licking the apple? Right. If it's 99% <laughs> if it's 99% hamburger meat and 1% poo, I'm going to eat it. But if if you just hand me the 1% of poo and you're going, here, just get all I'm go here all the poo all at once. Yeah, I'm uh, like, no, I'm not eating that little piece okay, of poo. Okay. If somebody told
3: me what? my hamburger has 1% poo, I'm not eating the hamburger. I'm not going there. Well, it. guess
1: what, Scott? Guess what? But would you lick it? <laughs>
3: Um, I mean, look, no, I I understand what Dunaway is saying is that no matter what, I can go whatever I eat today probably got some particulate of something in it. I get it, yeah, right. But I don't know that going in, and I'm not thinking about yeah. it. If you know, if you say to me there is a quantifiable single percentage point of poo in this burger, please eat yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. F right off is what I'd yeah. say. Yeah, I'm
0: not doing that. I'm just. I'm, well, I'm, I'm 100% with you on that.
2: <laughs> I, I feel like you guys got away from my initial point. <laughs> of course, I did. did. Your point was a real. My point, my point was not necessarily about the germs on the outside of the apple, but the act of licking yeah. it. Like yeah. if I'm if I make this fantastically cooked steak and then I cut off a piece of the meat and it's on my fork and I put it in my mouth you're like oh he's eating steak. If I stop on the way to my mouth and lick the slice of meat mm-hmm. you're like that's freaking weird. Yeah. I, I don't uh, you know it's the licking for some reason but you I, know I the, think, and it is odd maybe because maybe when somebody licks something
1: I feel like I've got to watch whereas if somebody's eating something I observe it and I look away. When they're <laughs> licking it, for some reason, I feel like I have to be engaged. Why is that? Maybe that's the problem.
0: But what if it's a thing that's normally licked? Like you wouldn't care if they were, if it was an oversized lollipop, right, it's
3: an ice cream, right? Chupa Oversa- Chupa 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 or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. But in, but, in, but in every one of those cases, if somebody said there is an <laughs> there is an ounce of poo in this, I'm still not eating. it. I'm just not
0: eating it. it
3: How about a half
1: ounce. Yeah. Half an ounce. of poo? <laughs> No. What's your, what's your poo threshold? I don't have, have a poo a threshold. Starbucks.
0: What nope. do you think the Starbucks people would do if I if I went in there and got a, a cake pop and then just started licking it like it was a lollipop? I would. Now, did laugh. you pay for
1: this
3: first? I want to be there. I want to film this. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> I mean that's a great idea. But but for real, like just you know, like I know Dunaway, you're right. There's stuff in everything. And I'm breathing it in for now na- right now as far as I know. <laughs>
0: there's stuff in everything. But that's
3: none of it is intentional and or, or none of it is deliberate. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah.
1: That's what that's my argument is. Licking is intentionally taking in one hundred percent of the germs because there's no reason to lick it other than to consume one hundred percent of whatever you're doing. Yeah. Whereas biting is mostly uh, you know nutrition
3: yeah you're getting the food bit. along with the thing but i'd still right. but but then there's this caveat of oh there's poo in that apple okay well i'm not eating it
1: right there's still like apple. i don't want to watch anybody kiss anybody because i'm like that's great and all the peck is fine but like the french kissing i don't i'm not gonna look at that i'm I'm not gonna look at it because i don't
3: yeah i don't want to watch i don't like watching that either i don't see that uh, I, I saw somebody that. doing that um on a let's see where were we corner road uh saint george boulevard people live in southern utah know where this is Actually, we watched the car. Some of it was filmed there. But anyway, uh, there's a couple on the side of the road over there, and they were making out, just macking hardcore on a bench. And more power to them, whatever. I don't care. But I don't want to look at them. I don't want to look at them slobber and tongue all over the place. I don't want to see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I don't understand
1: why they put it in TV shows. I'm like, I don't want to see this. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a great thing to be involved with, but it's not something I want to watch.
0: <laughs> it's just great Mac, to just be just like The death of Mad Max's wife and, and child. That right. can happen off screen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, really
1: yeah, I don't want to see that. You know what? Hold on.
3: I want to make a poster that says French kissing. It's a great thing to be involved with. I want to write <laughs> yeah. that
1: down. But 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 not watch. I don't want to see that.
2: <laughs> Sorry, this, Randy, movie okay, yeah. starts, this movie starts with some people having sex out in a field and they're completely <laughs> yeah. naked and yeah. then they run away and i couldn't help but wonder right. if that if they were if they knew they were in the movie like what if i didn't think of that
3: yeah that's true yeah you got
1: any clips of that
3: no <laughs> not audio <laughs> but i thought it was so weird that you were gonna snipe this poor couple i'm like they're just let him oh, I don't think
0: phone. they were gonna snipe him. He just that's yeah. the only thing he had that he could, could binocular See out yeah. to him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're
3: right. Yeah, I guess he wasn't gonna hurt anybody, but anyway. yeah. Uh, use the tools that you're given. Hey guys, talking about Raycon wireless earbuds. My favorite little earbuds. They're right here in front of me, in fact. All charged up, ready to go for the day. I got a bunch of stuff I gotta do. It's going to put me outside for a bit, and I need my earbuds. So that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to use them. Oh, it's so great. It's never too early to start gift shopping for the holidays, by the way, especially because today you can save big on a gift that they'll use every day. Ray- Raycon Wireless Earbuds. R-A-Y-C-O-N is how you spell that name. And we've teamed up with Raycon for a limited time. They're offering 20% off your order at buyraycon.com slash filmsack I really love these things. Um, I kind of had to re-up my commitment to exercise this last week. And as a result, I am out walking about in the cold. I love doing that. I love winter walks. And uh, I'm wearing my Raycon buds. I'm also on the treadmill this morning jogging. Guess what I had in my ears? Raycon wireless earbuds. Yeah, that's right. It's amazing, and I love them and nobody else can hear them. I can't hear other people when they're trying to annoy me. Not that they're trying, you know. They're nice people and everything. But I can just focus on what I'm listening to, be it music or audiobooks or whatever. With seamless Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise-isolating fit, you can start listening right away. Keep your listening happening for hours. Audio quality is amazing, comparable to what you get from other premium brands, except Raycon started about half the price, which is just nuts. So, this holiday season... Get them something they can use for calls or music, for work or play, at home or on the go, or pick up a pair for yourself. Trust me, you're going to use them every day. I do. You will too. Their newest model, by the way, is the Everyday E25 Airbuds. They're their best ones yet. Six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and more compact design. And they just fit and just sound amazing. Go to buyraycon.com slash film today and get 20% off your Raycon order. But hurry! This offer is only available for a limited time only, and you don't want to miss it. That's buyraycon.com slash filmsack to get twenty percent off your raycons. Buyraycon dot com slash filmsack. Okay, now we can do uh, sound files. <laughs> no you do clips, yeah, yes. Yeah. So here come these clips. They're coming at you fast and hard. I don't have a ton because this movie, again, it's not a dialogue like, movie, but uh, there's some stuff. Like this annoying laughing when the guy was looking at the naked couple. <laughs> all right, there's that guy. He's pretty great. Uh, here's when you know you're screwed when the guy uses the word snafu.
2: We are 100% snafu.
3: Snafu. Mm. Yeah, never said that. Situation normal. Yeah.
2: All fouled up. It's not all a. It's, it's it's <laughs> not a verb. I don't I don't understand using it as a verb. Snafu.
3: Yeah, I don't either. You don't snafu yeah. something.
0: Right. And he didn't, and he didn't put a D at the end, which I figured that actually would be the way to, to use it. Oh, we are, we are so snaffood at this point.
3: Yeah. We're pretty, we got food right up the snaff. Right, yeah, we're was, food.
0: <laughs> we food right up the snaff. <laughs> <laughs> we're food. Um,
3: I won't, I wrote what here? Cause I don't know what he said. So you guys help me translate. Mm-hmm. Here you go.
0: Just have a mix, you know, piece from here to piece from there. <laughs> What, you, what? Oh yeah. A that's, piece that, from here and a piece from there. Yeah, that's our cue. Oh, uh, he's talking about a building Max. a car. Right. He's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Building all oh. like the piece from here and a piece from there.
3: Got it. All right. I couldn't tell if they were trying to like I don't know what they were doing there. It's fine. Sure. Can do whatever they want. Uh Piers and Morton Joe. I mean toe ripper junior or <laughs> toe cutter. Here you go. Okay. Anything
0: I say. What a wonderful philosophy you have.
3: It's a weird sentence, isn't it? What a wonderful normally people say you have a wonderful philosophy, but he says, What a wonderful philosophy you have. And there's something weird about that. Yeah. I like it. He, there, he's Wait, he's catch, my pick for putting plastic thing on and hoses on his face and meeting me at the gates of Valhalla. All right, moving on. <laughs> Night Rider.
4: Night Rider! <laughs>
3: Well, well, well. Now, the reason I played that one is, I just, and I want to do this one more time, there's this
0: weird sound after he yells Knight Rider.
4: Knight Rider!
0: What is mm. that? What's that about? Yeah, like an electronic keyboard with a scream. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: this movie is full of both unusual sound effects that are that come in from nowhere and unusual imagery that comes in from nowhere, like... When someone dies and you suddenly see a close-up of a crow for a second. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, because yeah. The birds were weird. Every time somebody died the, in Australia, apparently a bird shows up. <laughs> oh, look, death, yes. Yes, death, car, death, car. There, there was a crow, and was it a hawk? It flashed by so fast I meant to go back and look, but I think there was a hawk on the uh, on the on one of the bikers that get killed
3: too do yourselves a favor by the way and I've told a bit this before and I never could find a good clip in in real time so I won't try now but um, if you've never heard a raven or a crow speak and they do speak they're very oh, good at mimicking weird. it's yeah. so weird dude they are so weird because they're not because parrots are like ah what are you doing man? freaking shut up <laughs> like that and a raven's like hello I'm way down here like it's a low right. weird guttural thing it's really yeah. weird recommend it alright uh, Recommend here's the <laughs> Here's a, a throat thinny. Oh thingy, throat thingy. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys ever know anyone that had to do that? Like they had their no, no. Or, I'm surprised. Yeah, I feel like I've seen it. You know, it's on. Uh, yeah, I've been around it. South Park. Yeah. I've seen it in a million things as a reference. Like people from Vietnam War got their throat shot out and they have to wear hold a little machine up to my, talk. But I've never, yeah, my
1: stepmom's dad had one. He had had cancer and they had his voice box removed and he would often use that
3: could could you understand it and stuff oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: And, you know most of the time most of the time i can understand but i i think the he didn't potatoes. say much he didn't yeah. say much and it was usually very direct sentences you know he, he wasn't going to pull that thing out to have some kind of you know weird conversation you know he, he, mm-hmm. it was all it's going to be brief quick yeah. Responses and things. yeah yeah sure.
3: that makes sense Okay, here's uh, Sunday dinner. This is everyone's favorite guy.
1: Look what's turned up for Sunday dinner.
3: All right, then he goes on I to love
1: say... bye <laughs>
3: He's great. Yeah, He goes on to say this. My favorite kind, female. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's totally froggy from The Little Rascals.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'd forgotten all about hey, froggy.
0: alfalfa. Yeah.
2: I feel like that's the clip that you're going to use on TMS. I don't know why. Well,
3: I might. I don't know. You never know when stuff's Mm -hmm. going to happen there. All right. I got this. uh, I got some audio. This came from, uh, let's see, a friend. of. Oh, this may have been the girl herself sent this. (laughs) This is Brian Ibbits' prom night, I guess. Um, I think this is from the girl, the date. Doesn't give her name, Uh though. Anyway, this was apparently part of your conversation.
2: What do you want from me?
0: That's her. Don't change the subject. Jeez. Well, yeah, well. You're dark. Sometimes you gotta talk slow so uh they understand <laughs> what's going on. Don't change the subject, <laughs> Mr. up. We were Paul. waiting. The waiter was right there asking if she wanted uh, uh to, to supersize her meal okay. and uh <laughs> Oh.
3: Okay. Well, then that's better than I I was seen more right, sinister. Exactly. So that's fine. Yes, it's that's like, fine. Yeah, come on <laughs> alright this next one has nothing to do with your prom night but it does it is titled grunt and moan so I'll, I'll play it here enjoy uh, okay there's that oh and the last this is the final one uh, It's a great pain sound we haven't had one like this in a while uh, oh. there you go
4: uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh.
3: I don't know what it is about that one but it jumped out at me okay uh, on that right. note the film sack checklist is available and ready to read all the cop cars in this movie look like candy check that's a thing only vaguely predictive of what would come later in these films check and finally too normal check i'm gonna say it was a little too normal not wacky enough it's the Um, first one they didn't know what they're doing yet i get it but uh you know need more whack
1: i was gonna say i was gonna say uh your goose is cooked
0: That was actually going to be my original um,
1: intro uh, Twitter post. Oh, good
0: thing. That's all right. I have another one that I like. I was going to give you both and I'm only going to give you the one. Mm -hmm. What's the other one?
1: How
3: generous. (laughs) What's the other one? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well done. Uh, Connections aren't really a ton. Uh, We couldn't find any. Randy tried to track down some truck stuff. There's none. I mean, this is all done by people and their Mm -hmm. friends on a very local level. Uh, the only thing I would, you know, we've already talked about is that Toe Cutter is Immortal Joe from Fury Road. That's a big connection, but uh, one that's obvious. So we're not going to yeah, do This connection. thing only
0: has yeah. Mad Max connections. Probably. Yeah. yeah.
2: Right, right. Which isn't weird. really the point of weird. connections. So. I guess
0: there's a lethal weapon connection. There's a. Yeah. <laughs> as, you really want to.
2: Yeah. As much as I don't like Mel Gibson and I wish that cancel culture actually was real, I kind of wish. <laughs> I wish he had been in more Mad Max movies like uh, he had been in. I can't figure out where he belongs in Fury Road, but I wish he. Right. Oh, you wanted him to make an appearance. He was supposed to originally.
3: The original plan was this was and then you wouldn't do it. There was some whole thing back in like the early aughts or not early aughts. Sorry, 2010, 2011, where Mel Gibson was supposed to be involved. And I got to find that reference to that. But there was some scripty thing that had him being max and he was older and it all sounds like a bad idea now but you know mm-hmm. i would be i'd have been okay with a with a cameo it's like having um mm-hmm. uh what's his name from planet of the apes was in that charlton heston yeah he yeah. showed up as a yeah. monkey in the in the newer or the, the,
0: the other ghostbuster care actors appearing in the uh, female ghostbusters movie oh right right years right
3: ago. <laughs> yeah i, I don't I, mind
0: when they do that it's fine
2: i i'm really really torn on the idea of uh, and then and then, 30 years later, we see the same character of, from an action movie play the same role, and he's elderly now. I, I don't love that. I really don't. Yeah. But at the same time, when they're like, there's a new Blade Runner movie coming, I'm like, Harrison Ford, maybe? Yeah, but Harrison
3: <laughs> Ford, I see, they did it right with Harrison Ford, and then they did it wrong with Harrison Ford. Bringing him back as Indiana Jones and saying, hey, at 75, he's pretty active, isn't he? No, that didn't work. It looked bad. But bringing yeah. back as as uh, the uh, Deckard is amazing yeah. in that he was so good in that Blade Runner follow up. He was. I don't think that just that comes said, down to scriptwriting. That said,
0: the new you know they're, they're working on another Indiana Jones movie. I I don't want it without Harrison Ford. Yeah, mm.
3: I don't want them to
0: replace. But I want it them either. to use him right. I just right. think this. We, I mean, we're, we're, I want I that want him to have a son
3: sucked. that kills him. Uh, that, script, that script. That <laughs> script. That script was just bad. So yeah. I think we can blame it more on that and less on Harrison Ford. He's not the problem. That movie was just bad.
1: But he agreed and to it. He read the script. Don't think he just can't showed up one day. He read that no, script. He knew
2: what he was getting into. What I and mean He belongs
0: in a museum. Yeah.
2: And it's like I'm saying I'm – saying, I'm, I'm talking specifically about like these lead action people, right? Yeah. Like if you tell me there's another Indiana Jones movie coming and you say Jonathan Rice-Davies is going to be Sala. And he's going to be old. I'll be like, okay, that's fine. I'm fine with that. That's fine. Yeah. I do not have a problem with that. Yeah. But I, part of me really, really wants to see Harrison Ford in a Raiders of the Lost Ark movie. And part of me feels like that's a terrible idea. He is an old man.
3: Yeah. I don't know. Old man. Age, it's also different f- for men than women. Like the older, older actor, male actors tend to get more work in their golden years than than women do and that's annoying right. and now they're starting to change though luckily. it's starting to change and you're not wrong and there's always yeah. been examples judy dench is amazing and what's her name who played the queen i always forget her name uh francine But the, the
0: current for, the, no, Helen no, the, the for, movie for, the queen um harold oh, the marion Helen Helen uh, uh, yeah, there you go judy dench oh Helen Maron, okay. yeah. all those
3: people are great like there are definitely examples of amazing Aging actors who are mm-hmm. female, but
1: and way more often yes, you're going to see Mel Linda Gibson Hamilton show up and in And the new Terminator stuff—I thought she was bad. A. I yeah. thought she looked like mm-hmm. she's great. Could do exactly, so, that.
2: yeah. Again, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to draw a line around a very small set of things, right? Like I like the Expendables movies, but those are about action stars aging, yeah. right? Like that—the right. whole point is that these guys are too old for this, right? right? Yeah. And like I it, like it. it. But I don't see. I don't like it. And this is
1: my problem. And people would give me crap. You know, people give me crap about not liking the 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 last Toy Story movies because they're all depressing because I'm like they're at their end (laughs) of their life. In my mind, they had all, you know, they had they went on to live whatever happily ever after story you want to tell yourself. But when you bring them back and you go, oh, here they are and they're suffering and, and and things are bad. And I'm like, I didn't want to know that.
3: I, I think oh, you're.
1: I mean, I've I've
3: I've personally taken issue with you and your Toy Story hatred. But, yeah. Um, I'm like I don't. I, understand I don't want to know Andy saying.
1: was a real. I don't. I don't know want to know Andy was a real dick. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even
3: know that. Was Andy a dick?
1: I don't remember him being a dick. Man, was I, he
0: a dick? Or are you just thinking know. of Andy Dick?
1: <laughs> yeah, Andy Dick. I'm like I didn't. I didn't need to know that. That you know, sad things happened and they got old. I mean, I, I wanted to believe they lived on forever in my mind.
3: And did you just think of Andy <laughs> Dick? exactly what I did that's amazing <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. oh that's such a dumb,
3: wonderful joke. I'd love that <laughs> uh, I'd love it all right um sound oh uh soundtrack great I'd give it a cs for complete shit it's not good it's bad it's a bad
2: soundtrack
1: mm-hmm. even, even licorice road uh,
2: look and you can you imagine i was the whole movie I was imagining. Just come, just take this movie as is, and just lay in some ACDC under all of those oh, parts yeah. that where they're not talking. Well, like, sure. it would have been so. And amazing. there goes the budget. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But see, this is what Fury Road did to me. It ruined, it ruined any previous Mad Max soundtracks. They're all bad compared to Junkie XL's take in Mad Max Fury Road. It's I, I don't think they're soundtrack.
1: bad. I think they're okay for the time.
3: Maybe. Yeah. But listen to this. I'm just going to play a thing for you. Okay. Oh, no, sure. Just a quick one. Uh, this won't get us any trouble because it's short. Where is it? Uh, oh, come on now. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Listen to this. Okay, it's playing. That is short. All right. It's got a little buildup, but give it a second here. This is when the storm is coming. In fact, the song is called Storm is Coming. I'm skip that a little bit. can compete with that
1: yeah look oh, it's oh, so good about
2: this the stuff. soundtrack oh, in is sorry so just blew out my hearing what well, sorry it's a little
1: loud but <laughs> but it's look, so i'd like to see you make a better movie for the cash equivalent no, of four hundred thousand dollars i'm not saying
3: i'm not saying you that it could have been done any different and it's 79 and junkie xl wasn't even born yet like there's a lot of a lot of reasons why you can whatever but there's it's just made it hard for me to accept the, those older soundtracks like including the newer you know like thunderdome and all that it's just not it's not very good
0: but it's tina turner i, mean, I know it's Tina Turner. I mean, she kind of like her in that movie but I, I'm, someone, I'm torn someone oh, like, i can't these. wait to watch that for film yeah, when but, is that gonna be streaming yeah
2: when are we doing some that? please someone lay bond scott acdc into this movie and it'll be yeah. amazing
3: yeah all of it. it actually would have fit really well. The biker stuff, the car stuff. That's you're totally right. Uh, Okay. Now what? Oh, the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in uh, 280 characters or less. And I think this week we'll just throw everybody off by starting with Randy.
2: Mad Max, a couple of honeymooners who live an idyllic life in a cabin on the beach, take their baby to grandma's estate on holiday. And on the way they get some ice cream. I give it a solid five out of seven ice creams.
3: Wow. A lot of ice cream Uh, Hey, Dunaway, your turn
1: Brain freeze Uh, Mad Max, like deciding between sawing through handcuffs in 10 minutes Or through your ankle in five, but you really only have two Hashtag sometime in the future, hashtag
2: now, hashtag 2020. <laughs> the editing of this movie was so cruel. I, that, like, he says you have 10 minutes. That thing explodes 42 seconds after. Yeah. That yeah. Like, yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great, though. Which
2: is what like, I couldn't figure out if he did it on a purpose or not. I'm like, haha, you mm-hmm. saw it, you your star, saw your leg.
1: did it on it. purpose. Yeah. He's, suck it, suck it. yeah. he's mad. Yeah, he's mad. He's mad. mad. I, he's I tell, mad. tell you, he's, mad. he's so mad.
0: Super mad. All right. Uh, Brian Ibbot. Mad Max, always under construction road. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh! Oh! This reminds me the the part of the film that was the worst, the absolute worst thing in this movie was that we're in a post, a nearly post-apocalyptic future where things are breaking down. It's an almost lawless society, and the roads are brand spanking new. Yeah. They look <laughs> perfect and amazing. Yeah. The paving truck just came past this part of the road. It's, uh, it's so wrong, bad. Yeah, they got bad. lines on the road and
1: everything.
0: Well, sure. I mean, you've got a post-apocalyptic future and, uh, you have to, you have to keep the roads like that's, that's essential workers right there. Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah. How else I, are you going to get around? I, uh, yeah, oh,
3: those good roads point. were so good. They were pretty good roads. <laughs> they weren't quite, they weren't very fury yet. No, no. Yeah. it wasn't an empty no. ocean bed <laughs> quite less, yet less we were roads and <laughs> it is weird when i think of mad max i don't think of green trees and grass on the sides of things like that's so foreign to me in those well it's because
0: it. it's just a few years in the future as opposed to the next movies which are a lot more years in the future
3: yeah although i mean if you're going to look at them chronologically how many years pass between this and and uh road, and War- and road warrior yeah i don't know because it seems like a lot
0: changed. In what was time? the what was the actual time like uh, release date difference? Five years,
3: six uh, years? Eighty
2: five was it? Hold that on, it five, no, that's man. Thunderdome, right? Eighty five is Thunderdome. Oh, eighty two or eighty one? Okay, Warrior, right? only only yeah. two
3: years. Geez. is that true? Yeah. That's crazy. Thunderdome was eighty five, right? Um, between that, he did an episode of the TV se- uh, series The Dismissal and uh, an episode of Twilight You've been Zone. Dismissed. The dismissed. Mo- oh, did he do? I didn't know that he. Oh wait, we've we've talked about this. We have. I just keep forgetting that Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet, the segment on the Twilight Zone movie, was his. He did. Oh that. right, yeah, yeah, th- eighty three. He did that. That's crazy. And then after Mad Max Beyond be Thunderdome, right after that same year, he directed the Tina Turner "We Don't Need Another Hero" video short.
0: <laughs> well, wonder if he directed or just clips. the fact that they used clips from. Yeah, the there you go. There was the clip the director's credit. Yeah. yeah. Plus, didn't yeah. the credits run?
3: The credits ran with that song, I think. Oh, that absolutely. Up. That's yeah. so bad. Oh, my
0: gosh. I like her. And I like that song. These play. Oh, that's a different song.
3: I like her stuff fine. I think Tina Turner's a badass. I'm like, none of that's a problem. I just don't think you end your Mad Max movie with a Tina Turner song. That's just weird.
0: Well, but you know, you know, that's not uncommon to like, if there's a single from the soundtrack, you end the, the credits with it. That's not unusual. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's a, okay. It's a fair point. Let's play this again. Just kidding. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, where the hell was I? Oh, alternate titles. Look at this. Oh, man, man. This is crazy. This little card just handed to me. This was almost called How to Start a Filmmaking Career with 100 Bucks and a Case of Beer or yeah. Immortan Toe. <laughs> oh. All right. It could have been Joe Cutter or I would have said Joe Ripper is what I would have said. Anyway. <laughs> right. A couple of quick emails for you fine folks. This comes to us via the email address, which is filmsack at gmail dot com. Uh, we got one from Dustin who says, I'm in the middle of watching Cutthroat Island on Amazon Amazon Prime. Oh, wow. Now I know why everyone disparages it. Why has this not been an episode? Cover it quickly because I don't want to have to watch it again when you do. Thanks for all the wonderful entertainment and dreariest of times, Dustin. Uh, it's been on our list on and off for a while. I didn't know it was on Prime. We probably That probably means we ought to at least look at it again.
2: Over, over the next uh, couple of months, we're watching a lot of things on Amazon Prime. Get ready. We're basically shifting from Netflix to Amazon Prime.
0: Now's the, now's the time to re up your Amazon Prime subscription. Yeah. If you right. haven't.
3: If you don't have it, good
2: luck.
0: Uh, f-
3: another email quickly here from Caroline Fortuna. That's also her stance. She's Fortuna. Anyway, she says, "Hey Scott, Brian, Brian and Randy, I don't get many uh sorry, I don't get many visitors while hiding from the Rona, but my mom stopped in to visit briefly. While she was watching Blacklist on Netflix, James Spader said the word scrutiny on the show. But she immediately responded with a loud rendition of the, of the film sack meme, the John Mahoney Irma uh, is it Mahoney isn't it anyway he put millennium. Mahoney I think so yeah uh, pronunciation. Well, scrutiny, which I yeah, immediately John- echoed it was a random awesome moment for our fandom of your show I just want to take a second to thank you guys for all that you do the show has been a source of happiness in a very rough year for Aww. us my dad passed away in the spring a uh, terrible thing to go through with the rest of what 2020 has been uh, we've been having uh, a pretty hard time but film sack has helped us greatly with our morale you are all breathtaking. Be well. Be safe, Carolyn. Carolyn. Thank you, Carolyn. Caroline. I'm not sure. It's while, so I think Carolyn. Right. Well, Carolyn, we we're happy to hear that we can provide some oh, sol- assault. Yeah, there's solves. no
0: right if there's no E at the end. I would say it's definitely Carolyn. Should be right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Say yeah. it right. I hate getting people's names say name your off. words. But I'll play this for you and your mom. <laughs> scrutiny. There you go. Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that
0: one's John Mahoney, but it's not. It's not impossible that John Mulaney also has used the word scrutiny at some point. <laughs> right. He's telling that uh Just, it's not unusual to be loved by anybody story. Right, the uh the no, what's new pussy no, no, what's new pussy cat. So love bad.
3: love that. Oh my god. One of the greatest comedy
2: bit things. The salt and pepper diner, I think is yeah, the name of that bit. That's mm-hmm. so funny.
3: If you haven't <laughs> seen his stand-up stuff on Netflix, people you should be watching it.
2: Uh all right, Jamie
3: has provided us with yet another compilation of Ibit's Prom all Date right. clips and this is this is uh, the clip called because we have three of these we have prior to this is now during and then we have one that's after the date so this is all during the date and uh, it's about two minutes enjoy This is when she wouldn't let him kiss her at prom. And so uh, okay. this is how that went down.
0: I give you a buffalo nickel if you'll calm down just a little bit.
1: There you go.
3: This is yeah. you talking to the other people because you guys had a total of two other couples with you. Here's what you said to them during dinner.
1: You guys can sit down in your little chairs and make fun of me.
3: Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. that's. It must have been a bad night. <laughs> this is Brian Ibbett, 1987, prom. He said this sometime during the night.
0: I'm going to give you a few seconds before I come. All right,
3: Scott. Move on. Oh my oh. My move. Oh, on that to the next one context. this is actually your principal at the school who was like chaperoning that night saying this to you and your date I hate to be ungentlemanly
4: but we're going to need your clothes jeez Louise! <laughs> <please>. mm. <laughs> oh
3: hi yeah. Brian tries to make his move alright so you're trying to make your move <laughs> that night and this was the response
2: what are you doing Brian there you go <laughs> <laughs> finally my
0: prom date had a very masculine voice
3: yeah, I don't know what the context is
0: but... that's my nose genius These are my lips.
3: Oh, wow. Brian, did you confuse her nose with her lips?
0: (laughs) I did. I was trying to pick her lips. And she says, no, this is my nose. (laughs) (laughs)
3: These are my lips. This is the night things got weird. This is a weird prom night. Check it out. Five women
1: in white. Surrounded by priests in red.
3: You're right. It'd be sacrificed. Jeez, you guys yeah. are weird proms, dude. Brian Ibbett's prom date when he looked at the stars with the date, okay? This is what you said when you looked at the stars.
2: There's nothing out there but noble gases and carbon compounds, and you're
3: wasting your time. Jeez, what a rotten date you must Jeez. have been. This is Brian <laughs> Ibbett's prom date from when he tried to take her home early on prom, and this was her response.
0: I thought we'd drink some vodka to get warmer. There you go. Oh, Nice. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's amazing Jamie I mean, thank you for these we have one God, more that'll great. be next week and it'll be for the
0: after uh, the man. post yes yeah. post coitus oh wait post date is what yeah I mean. well that was, that's the thing I think there was a clip there that was definitely in the post but, oh yeah uh, oh yeah <laughs> uh,
3: so there you go thank you for that Jamie as always uh, wonderful stuff you can find uh, him on so Twitter good. at TMS mashups he does a lot of stuff for our morning show as well so go check that out all right, our next film is Gone in sixty seconds, the Nicholas Cage edition of the film, not to be confused with the original nineteen. When was it? Sixties? Something? Who knows? When was that? Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. Who knows? No one knows, uh, no one knows. No one knows. Possibly
3: know. Nah, how could you possibly know? It's you're supposed to fill it in. It's world building. So anyway, Queen, right? Yeah. Uh, was it? No, it was that other guy with the mustache that reminded us of somebody. <laughs> anyway. I think we had this conversation. Yeah, don't watch that one. Is don't what watch we're that one. Yeah. Don't we're watch, the watch the old that one.
2: <laughs> if you don't see Nicolas Cage, you're watching the wrong movie. Right. Exactly. Right. Basically, basically, Jerry Bruckheimer, back in, in this in this time frame, was just looking for anything he could buy, right? Yep. And it turns out there's this old movie that everybody hated called Gone in 60 Seconds. So yeah. Jerry Bruckheimer throws a bunch of money at Dominic Senna, and they make an action movie, and it's so much better. It's than the pretty
3: original. fun. It's a fun movie, it's my memory.
0: H-Licky. There
3: you go. Uh, came out two thousand, the year 2000. I want to say June. <laughs> Directed by are HB, HB Halicki.
0: Produced by HB Halicki. <laughs> written by HB Halicki and starring HB Halicki. <laughs> Shut up. Really? Uh, dead serious. Yeah. H- so don't watch that one. H- HB Halicki is the original guy? Yeah. Music by Ronald Halicki. No. Really? <laughs> Okay. I'm really distributed I'm really, by JB or HB Haliki Junkyard and Mercantile Company.
2: Wow. <laughs> I am excited that we're doing another Bruckheimer movie because it feels like we've done them all and it's like filling in the gaps. Yep.
3: I agree. It's been a while too. Uh since we've seen one of it may have even been like Bad Boys 2 or something. I don't even so know.
2: We, we you know, the Rock Armageddon, Top Gun, yeah, it's, they're all. It has we've been we've a seen while.
3: them all almost. Yeah. Is he doing anything now? What's Bruckheimer I never feel like I see any Bruckheimer productions anymore. Is that just me or
1: Maybe he's retired? Doing. Could be, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Bruck. I'm just gonna find this real fast.
2: Mm-hmm. Um he's actually he actually produced uh, the new Top Gun Maverick movie.
3: Oh, okay. Well, then maybe he's fine. He's just waiting
0: for that one
2: last
3: Uh, chance. Is
2: that just pushed out
0: to next year? Is it like July July?
2: next year? year. Oh, Bad Boys
0: for Life was his too. Okay.
2: Yeah, he produced all all the Pirates Pirates of the Caribbean movies, so the most recent one was only a couple years ago.
0: Okay. Well, then
3: he's still got stuff (laughs) to say, (laughs) I guess. Um, Anyway, (laughs) so we will uh, be back next week with Gone in 60 Seconds between now and then. Oh, and that's, by the way, streaming on Netflix, is it? I believe. Uh crap i'd like to tell them where they got to go look
2: i i think amazon prime
3: Oh, no, is it prime double checking yes amazon Prime. okay amazon prime for this one so that's amazon prime for gone in 60 seconds nicholas cage not Halicki. okay that's it thank you all for being here big uh big thanks to all of you for listening for as long as you have been i hope you're having a, a decent thanksgiving week try to be safe and not Put grandma at risk, will you? Just be yeah, careful. Please out don't there. spread this thing. Please. uh Please. Let's try to smash that curve mm-hmm. one more time. Filmsack.com is our website. You can find us on there. You can also find us on Twitter at Filmsack. Send us your emails, filmsack at gmail.com, and leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Female. We'll see you next time. Female. Oh, whoops. Hold on. (laughs) This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,